Hello and welcome to Box Office Deceits. I'm your host, Alec Allahan, and we got quite a bit to talk about this week. Box office numbers, streaming news, and new release dates. Let's start with the numbers. So Raya and the Last Dragon did open the first place, but not to the numbers anyone thought it would be, with 8.6 million. In second place was Tom and Jerry with 6.6 million for a total of 22.9 million. In third place is Chaos Walking, which opened to a week, but not surprising, 3.8 million. In fourth place was Boogie, which opened to 1.2 million. Finally, in fifth place was The Crude The New Age with 780,000 for a total of 53.6 million. Yeah, so some interesting numbers here, but for Raya, there are a few things going on. The biggest I feel is that Cinemark, not playing it, did hurt it. Raya opened with 2,045 theaters across the country. Tom and Jerry, on the other hand, is currently playing in 2,563 theaters. That 500 theater difference is big enough to miss out on another 2-3 to million dollars. Then there's also, I think, the issue of IP. Tom and Jerry is a known brand, a known quantity, and people can go watch Tom and Jerry and know what they are getting. Compare that to Raya, who is a completely new character, and Disney needs to put in the work to sell it. Now, obviously, we will not know how much Raya actually did because it was also available for $30 on Disney+. Plus and I assume a lot of families chose to buy that instead. As for what would be a difference, even though Tom and Jerry is included in HBO Max, it's simple. Worldwide, Disney Plus now has 100 million subscribers. It is a lot easier for families to just buy it and be done than go through the process of setting up a new streaming service. Now we wait and see if Raya can have decent legs at the box office or fall flat. Now why we just reasonably talked about Raya, did what it did, it did not do good in China, and that is with no Disney Plus available. Coming in first place again is High Mom with 22.8 million for a total now of 765 million. Climbing up to second place is Endgame with 10.7 million. Then opening in third place is Raya with 8.4 million. In fourth place was Detective Chinatown 3 with 8.1 million. And in fifth place was A Rider's Odyssey with 5.75 million. Now as to why, why it did worse here, there could be a few reasons. While the main character is Asian, she is, she is specifically Southeast Asian, not Chinese. So it is possible moviegoers in China did not care that much. Maybe Disney knew it would not do well and did not advertise it as much. That's another possibility. What is clear though is that while China helped out Seoul a lot in its run, it will not be doing the same for Raya. As for a quick update on High Mom, it has now taken over Niza and is now the second biggest movie in China of all time. Not only that, it has passed Deadpool 2 worldwide to become the number one live action comedy movie of all time. If you include animation, it is on 8th uh, on the list, with first place being the uh, critically renowned um, Minions. Yeah, that's number one. Looking at South Korea, Minari opened in first place with 1.68 million, beating out Raya, which opened in second place with 928,000. Overall though, compared to normal numbers for that country, this is still very low. Hopefully it starts to rebound soon. As for Japan, yes, I do have some Evangelion numbers, though it opened on a Monday. It did not stop fans from coming out, as Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0, thrice upon a time, opened to 7.6 million. Now we'll have to see what a full weekend is like, but that is a solid start for a movie, especially since 1, the Monday, uh, and 2, there's an 8pm curfew in cities like Tokyo in the country due to the pandemic. Still, there were reports of sold out shows even at 6-7am, so people were coming out. Uh, also, while not a big number at all, IMAX is very happy, as they just got a new record broken in Japan uh, for the best opening day of a movie in IMAX in Japan. Of the 7.6 million, 740,000 was from IMAX screens. 
Looking at worldwide totals, Raya and the Last Dragon opened to 26.2 million in total. Tom and Jerry is now at 57.3 million. The Little Things is at 25.2 million. The Crudes of New Age is at 157.7 million. And Wonder Woman 1984 is at 162.5 million. Before we go to Hollywood, China has actually been busy over the past few days, so let's get into that. First, we got a new Chinese movie coming out in April, and it is a video game adaptation. That's right. They too are getting into video game adaptations, with this one being for Dynasty Warriors. Having watched the trailer, it looks about how you would expect. So not bad, but you know, considering I have not played any of the games, I don't know at all if it's truthful to the series. It will come out in Hong Kong April 29th, and then to the mainland the very next day. No word yet on it releasing in other countries. Don't call it a comeback, but Avatar is looking to retake the number one spot from Avengers Endgame. Disney has announced that the movie will be having another run in China starting March 12th, and unless it completely collapses from day one, it will take the number one spot back. Right now, it only needs just under 8 million to do it, uh, so it's very doable. Hopefully, Endgame gets a chance to retake it, probably whenever Avenger 5 comes out. Though it is kind of funny seeing Disney basically pass the record now back and forth between the movies since they own them both. Another Hollywood movie is also coming out this month in China, and it's 21 Bridges, yeah. That's right, it too will get a release in China, starting March 19th. I have no idea how much this will make, but it's safe to assume not much. Some sad news in China, or to be more specific in Hong Kong, where UA Cinemas has filed for a voluntary liquidation. While cinemas in Hong Kong have been able to open for the past few weeks, it is at, it was at limited capacity, and it was not enough to save them. Now I'm not sure how it works over there, because at least here you can condense your company via the courts and come out alive, and then there's your... Bankrupt, bankrupt, I believe it's uh, chapter 7 bankrupt is the bad one. I'll finish this story with the post they shared on their website announcing the news. Quote, UA Cinemas has always been committed to providing the highest quality of cinematic entertainment to all audiences in Hong Kong since it was founded in 1985 by Mr. Ira K. However, we regret to announce that UA Cinemas will cease business with immediate effect from March 8, 2021, due to unavoidable and devastating pressure faced by our operators since the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic. We would like to thank our colleagues, customers, and business partners for their support with UA Cinemas over the past 36 years. Thank you everyone for taking the journey with us. To comply with the statute and to protect the interest of all shareholders, UA Cinemas has commenced winding up procedures with the Hong Kong court." End quote. And finally for China, Nomadland has been banned. Kinda. After Chloe Zhao made history at the Golden Globes for winning Best Director, people on social media in China were upset, uh, with some of it being uh, about comments she made in an interview almost a decade ago. Well, that kicked off a firestorm over the past week, and it has resulted in its release date and promotional material, like posters, being pulled offline. As for if the movie will still come out, uh, maybe. Variety did reach out for answers, and while not getting anything concrete, heard from sources that they are hoping to still release it next month as a soft release, as in very little to no marketing, but still played in theaters. Moving back over to Hollywood, Universal made their play for their summer blockbusters, and that is... to punt. First is F9, which got just a tiny kick, to June for a release now of June 25th. Okay, not too bad. But Minions, on the other hand, got a bad being pushed back another year. Now releasing July 1st. 2022. So why the pushes? Well, right now I think it's less how America is doing, but Europe. Right now America is doing good with vaccines, and by May theaters everywhere should be open with at least 50% capacity. However, Europe has had issues with vaccines, and right now might not be kicking that into high gear until the middle to the end of spring. 
So what I'm thinking is Universal will be hoping for China first, and then America for F9, and then whatever Europe can do. But as for Minions, my only thinking is that they really do view it as a summer movie only. So if they can't get a shot at the billing this year, this July, it goes to next year, which is what they're doing. But Fred, not not all movies are getting pushed back again. Instead, some are even being moving up. In response to a good number, as Tom and Jerry has been doing, Sony has pushed up the release of Peter Rabbit 2, one of the ones that was supposed to come out last year. It now moves up a month from June to May 14th. This is a smart move because family films right now have been the more consistent movies at the box office, and it's best to get out early before the bigger blockbusters come out. Paramount is also moving a movie up with A Quiet Place Part 2, moving from Labor Day weekend to Memorial Day weekend, taking the spot F9 left. This has caused Paramount to push back Infinite uh, from that weekend to the end of September, so it's almost like a swap, but I do think overall this is a good move for Paramount. This was a movie that was less than a month from premiering, so there are people who want to see it. They have advertised this movie. Meanwhile, there's been no advertising for Infinite yet, so it can wait. Also, people do like a good horror movie experience in theaters so it can get people to come back. And you get the added benefit of adding it to Paramount Plus sometime in July, so they will have more content to get people to subscribe. It's a win, win, win. For VOD Premium, let's start with Netflix, who is spending the big bucks again. Shock. At the European Film Festival, Deadline is exclusively reporting that they spent $55 million for a movie called The Pale Blue Eye. It will star Christian Bale and be directed by Scott Cooper, with the plot being based on a series of murders that took place at West Point in the 1830s, so it will be a period piece. Deadline is also saying this makes it an all-time record buy at the film festival, which is not too much of a shock. As for the movie itself, it is definitely something I would like to watch and look forward to. Taking a quick look at Peacock, and we have some more details on the money it generates. In a filing to the SAC, Comcast reported a uh, $914 million adjusted loss for the streaming service, but it did generate $118 million for the company. Now, while that does not clear up much, you know, like how many subscribers are paying, it does show that the current 33 million signups and the ads run on the service are not enough to, well, at least run even. But that is all, it's not bad news yet, it's not. First, the service only has been up for about half of 2020. It wasn't up the entire year. And it doesn't even have a major piece of content to sell people on the service. Ideally for the company, that will be the Olympics coverage this summer if it goes on. Also, companies like Netflix have run in the red for a while. And even Disney Plus with its 100 million sub- subscribers is spending billions on content over the next few years to make the service eventually profitable. Overall, streaming can be profitable for companies if they put in the work. Hopefully Comcast just does just that. And finally, we gotta talk about the HBO Max fuck-up. Yep, this week for a few hours, if you wanted to watch Tom and Jerry, well, uh, too bad. You got Zack Snyder's Justice League instead. That's right, the first two hours of the movie was available, and that's where it got out. People started taking clips and posting them online. In the evening, it was fixed, but still, you would think since it's your platform, nothing could be leaked or it'd be a lot harder. I'm curious though about how the actual setup for uploading content on the platform is and what went wrong. And that will be it for this week's episode of Box Office Seats. Question for this episode is what would it take for you to sign up and pay for Peacock? The Universal Movie Lineup? Let me know on Facebook. Link to the pages in the show notes. Thank you for listening and see you next time.